0: Alright, what is up, everybody? I had to go put my dog in her hotel because she likes to play with the cats as well as um, making them hiss and stuff. So I went and put her up real quick. Anyways, today we're going to talk about FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitive. 10 Most Wanted Fugitive. Let me make sure that I put my YouTube on. You haven't be eighteen years old or live. Oh. Edit video. We are going to talk about um, the FBI top 10 most wanted, is what we're going to talk about. Next. Okay, we're going to discuss the um, FBI Most Wanted um, Top Ten now. So, you got this man right here. Let me delete this. Um, Let me see if I can put this right here. They captured one of them, it shows. All right, let me get the link and place the link. Add. Let's see if it will show his photo. I mean, all the photos. No, I may have to screenshot it and um, all right, I might have to screenshot the page and then um, put it up here because it is not letting me put the it doesn't show their photos on there on the link. Let me delete this. Oh, wait. That shows the link. Let me delete the link. Alright, let me take a screenshot of the top ten right now. I thought it would just let me show the link and then it would. um So now we're going to talk about the rest of the top 10 um, individuals. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was muted on YouTube. We're going to talk about the other top 10, um, wanted fugitives now. Four. Eight. One of them was captured. Okay, I'm going to have to email these screenshots to me, so, um. Oh, it didn't take that one right. There we go. I got a better photo. I'm trying to get all of the top 10 so everybody can see a photo of them. All right, I'm going to add all the top 10 up here so then everybody can see all the top 10. Um. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Hopefully it sent it. Oh Trying to see what is going on. Empty Yeah. Oh. Alrighty. Now we're gonna go through the rest of the top ten. Since we've already went through um Donald Fields. Why is it saying one conversation left. What is going on? Trying to see if I got my email. Hmm. Oh, it would be nice if I spelled my email address right. Doo doo doo. -doo. I am seeing if I got my... Oh, there it is. Finally got it. I wanted to show everybody uh, everybody that's on the top ten. So then if you guys see them... One of them was captured. Oh, wait. I have to name them specifically whenever I um put them on my... Okay, let's see, one, two, let me see who's all on this one, Alejandro Rosales, that person was captured, two, okay, and three, there we go. If I try to replace them, it will delete them off of my main screen, which is kind of ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm. No, cancel. Add. Image. Image. Uh, here we go. Add. Okay, one. Add source. Um... Two and add source, um, three. Okay, there we go. Did I already add that? Oh, here they are. So, Jose. I got spam emails. I never really check my spam. I need to Oh, nothing important in my spam. Trash. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Let's go through the list now. All right, we're going to go through the FBI top 10 wanted list. can delete all these other photos, I believe. No, I can't delete them. I need them. I'll have to wait until, um, one, two, and three, and I think I can delete these two. Delete. Oh, I did, I don't even know what I did. Oh, create shortcut. I did not want to do that. I wanted to Delete. Delete. So these are all the people that are on the top 10. We've already been through um, Donald Eugene Fields, who has recently added. Um, We're going to go through uh, Arnold Arnold Jimenez, which is. Funny, funny. So um, Arnaldo Yemenez, he has a up to $100,000 reward. Oh, let's just add the videos. Let's do that. They got videos of them. Okay. Okay. I see what you're doing over there, FBI. You guys hooking us up with some videos. Let's do that. All right. Let's do that. Can't take them off on their offer. they're going to have us some videos to watch. See if i got it
1: take a hard look at this face it's the face of alleged murderer and fbi 10 most wanted fugitive arnaldo jimenez a reward of up to $100,000 is available for information leading to the arrest take, take a hard who was wanted for murdering his 26 year old bride less than 24 hours after marrying her after the wedding Jimenez and his wife Estrella Carrera celebrated with family and friends into the early morning hours of May 12 2012 I don't like that it's not let me click that blue thing on the way way home we believe Jimenez and his bride got into an argument in his black Maserati where he then stabbed her multiple times when Astrea failed to pick up her children, then ages two and eight, as scheduled the next day, family asked police to check on her. Police found Astrea's body in the bathtub of her condominium in Burbank, Illinois, still wearing the silver sequin cocktail dress she had on during the reception festivities. Oh, let
0: me click on the During investigation,
1: maybe. we learned Jimenez told a close friend that, if questioned by police. Them he fled to Mexico. If you have any information about this case, dial one eight hundred. Call FBI. With wanted by the FBI, I'm Molly Halpern of the Bureau.
0: I like the fact that they let us have a um a video. But let me see something. Oh, they're going through all the top ten. Let's get it. Get it, get it, get it. The FBI
2: has added Wilbur Villegas Palomino to its 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list. Villegas Palomino is a ranking member of the ELN who's wanted on charges such as narco-terrorism and international cocaine distribution. The U.S. Department of State Narcotics Reward Program is offering up to $5 million for information leading to his arrest and or his conviction. Tune in to this episode of Inside the FBI to learn more about Vegas Palomino and how you can help us catch this fugitive. I'm Ellen Ferrante, and this is Inside the FBI.
0: Delete. This is Inside the FBI. All right. Delete.
3: The
2: National Liberation Army, or Ejército de Liberación Nacional, know known Spanish. as the ELN, is a Transnational Criminal Organization and Foreign Terrorist Organization. Top 10 fugitive, Wilbur Villegas Palomino, directs the ELN Northeastern Warfront, which is one of six regional ELN warfronts that controls the Catatumbo area of Colombia and Venezuela. The ELN Northeastern Warfront oversees multiple laboratories that collectively produce an estimated 200 tons of cocaine annually that are transported worldwide. Here's FBI Special Agent Gil Lopez, Assistant Legal Attaché in Bogotá, Colombia. All
4: right. Villegas Palomino, also known as Carlos El Puerco, the HOT. He's the chief of the drug trafficking operations for the ELN Northeastern Warfront. He really owns, controls, and permits the operations over 70 cocaine laboratories that operate wow, in this, this is area. Intense. And uh, he oversees the procurement and manufacturing of cocaine based paste and the cocaine hydrochloride laboratories that manufacture cocaine in the island, northeastern warfront controllers in Colombia. It's important to mention that the cocaine produced in these laboratories it is then transported to the Colombian coastline or into Venezuela. And uh, you know the final destination is the United States and Europe by other you know, drug trafficking organizations who purchase the cocaine here in Colombia and Central America or Venezuela.
2: The proceeds from Villegas Palomino's drug trafficking enterprise fund ELN terrorist attacks and by political influence. They also go towards activities designed to destabilize government, government institutions and subvert U.S. national security and law enforcement interests in the region. A federal arrest warrant was issued for Viegas Palomino on February 13, 2020 in the U.S. District Court, Southern District of Texas, Houston Division. Villegas Palomino was charged with narco-terrorism, international cocaine distribution conspiracy, and international cocaine distribution. FBI Supervisory Special Agent Nick Zaro is overseeing the investigation out of the FBI Houston field office. He explains more.
5: Palomino, he's a grave threat to, you know, the community. He's not only in Colombia, but also here through his cocaine and narco-terrorist empire. Multi-ton quantities of cocaine are produced in Palomino's laboratories and they end up on the U.S. streets. They plague our local communities and they just drive the spikes of the violent crime that we have.
2: ELN's history is deeply rooted in political conflict. Zaro explains.
5: To really understand ELN, we first have to go back and we got to talk about FARC. That's the original guerrilla group that started back in the 1950s.
2: Lopez adds,
4: FARC is the Fuerzas Armadas Revolucionarias de Colombia. In English it is the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia. They were back in the days involved in paramilitary operations against the government of Colombia.
2: After years of criminal activity, in 2012, former president of Colombia Juan Manuel Santos announced peace talks between the Colombian government and FARC.
5: He scheduled and had the meeting in Cuba, you know, but the agreement included that the FARC would no longer exist people would demobilize in these groups and they would no longer be the powerful force that it once was. In return, President Santos said he would give them seats in Congress and they would have stipends for each member who demobilized.
2: In 2016, FARC and the Colombian government signed a ceasefire accord.
5: Unfortunately though, just one year later, there was a shift. This is
0: horrible.
5: These leaders from the FARC, They didn't want to be in this type of a deal, so they joined up with ELN, and this caused, you know, a 900% increase of their group, of ELN. These same FARC leaders who joined in the peace accord now are linked together with ELN. FARC and ELN combined have caused the deaths of over a quarter of a million people, and 6 million people displaced by their battles occurring in the country. They launch sabotage operations. They buy political influence. Their goal is to destabilize government institutions and subvert our national security and our interests in that region.
2: Villegas Palomino has taken advantage of political instability and local poverty to recruit people to ELN. Many have few alternative options to support themselves and their families. Often, joining the ELN is a matter of survival. It's another reason why Villegas Palomino is a dangerous threat.
4: We got to see the ELN as not only a drug trafficking organization or terrorist organization. We got to see ELN as an army, and what the army does is recruiting young guys. And the reason, you know, of having this young guy joining the troops is because these kids in Colombia they don't have opportunities at all. These kids. In Colombia they are very disadvantaged. They don't have education, they don't have opportunities like any other kids in big cities in Colombia or in any other country in South America. So they see seen the ELN as an example to follow because it's the only people that they see in Colombia. Wow. And when we're talking about Catatumbo, like I mentioned, it's a jungle area. We also can go to the Pacific region of this Colombia, when we have a choco and we have jungles there. And uh, basically, these kids, what they're seeing is people like ELN as an example. When Villegas Palomino took place in this organization and where he was in control of the Northeastern War from, this organization was receiving more money from drug trafficking than the organization had ever received in the whole history. So, what I'm trying to say is that. The production of cocaine in his time has been the most remarkable in Colombia since they started. So that have much influences and control Villegas Palomino has over the region, over the farmers, over the kids, over the government. And with his organizations.
0: Wow, so he had control over the government? That's not good because that makes you wonder wonder, do they have control of the government in other countries? And
2: other law enforcement organizations are working hard to catch Villegas Palomino. The Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force is a federal drug enforcement program overseen by the U.S. Attorney General and the Department of Justice. The task force has named Villegas Palomino a consolidated priority organization target. This label is reserved for those involved in the most significant international drug trafficking operations affecting the United States.
4: He has a lot of control in the area and uh, he's well connected to his network in the criminal organization, but also in criminal organizations across Colombia. That facilitates everything for him. But eventually, working with the local heroes and the military and other organizations, we're gonna be able to identify where he's at with the ultimate goal to capture
2: him. Viegas Palomino is 41 years old and has black hair and brown eyes. He is between 5 feet 7 inches and 5 feet 9 inches tall and weighs about 190 pounds. He is a Colombian national and speaks Spanish. Aliases include Carlos El Puerco or Carlos the Hog, El Puerco, Wheelver Villegas, and Wheelver Palomino.
5: By adding Palomino to our FBI top 10 most wanted future lists, this projects the necessary public messaging and credibility to motivate. You know, hesitant associates and family members to come forward you know, with tips. The continued publicity of Palomino's status as a 10 most wanted fugitive will generate leads and intelligence, disrupt his ability to travel abroad, restrict his ability to meet with international drug trafficking associates, and overall hamper his ability to recruit new members.
2: If you have any information concerning Viegas Palomino, please contact the FBI via WhatsApp at 281-630-0330. Please note that WhatsApp is neither a government-operated nor government-controlled platform. You may also contact your local FBI office, the nearest American embassy or consulate, or you can submit a tip online at tips.fbi.gov. Okay, online at tips.fbi.gov. Okay, so that's Paul Paul This has Longino. been another production of Inside the FBI. You can follow us right. on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, okay. or Google Podcasts. Definitely,
0: You can also to subscribe to email There's alerts about new
2: episodes at fbi.gov podcasts. I'm Ellen Ferrante from the FBI's right, Office me. of Public Affairs. It's really a pleasure
3: for me right. to be here.
0: Let me see if I can add her. um. Oh, this was the event that she was at. Wow. Okay. I'm going to play this video of an event that she was at. Okay. Okay.
5: Your computer has a virus. Oh, you owe money to the IRS. Your grandchild is in trouble.
0: Um, huh, my computer does not have a virus. But anyways, let's go watch this other video of this other one that's um wanted. I wish you could c- control the um. Here she is, right here. I wish I could control, like playing it and not playing it. Let's see if he'll start playing.
3: It's really a pleasure for me to Mm. be here one and a half years after we launched our cryptocurrency OneCoin. I think today we spoke a lot about the network, the vision for the network, how big we want to be. But as always, I want us to remember what this network is about. This network was created to become and to fuel the growth of one coin, I
0: can't click on which I strongly
3: play. believe will be the number one cryptocurrency worldwide.
0: All right. I have to for while.
3: And the reason why I believe it is because I see all of you here. One coin is easy to use. One coin is for everyone. Make payments everywhere, everyone globally. And this is who They're we really? are, global citizens of a small world wanting to make a change. So, in the last 2 years, I've been called a lot of things. Uh, and probably well, we the definitely best thing know that, that you need the to press go to jail. Me was one coin who is supposed to be the Bitcoin killer.
0: You're supposed to go to jail. Well, I must say I like
3: it. And um, you were wanted now. You all know, since we mined our this first coin Ignata- in January 2015, I don't know how our growth exploded. Sebastian and Kari showed us the numbers. Today, over 2 million users. The one on the users left right here. Users means active users.
0: She's our not talking database right now. has
3: easily more than 12 million captured, entry so. points. But these 2 million are active users. And no other cryptocurrency has as many users as we do.
0: Okay. So that is done. Let me go back. So she was featured in the news on June 30th, 2022. I do not know how to really pronounce her name, but I don't know. But let me see. They don't have a video saying showing how to pronounce her name like they did in that last video. I really like that last video that the FBI did because it allowed you to listen to them talk and them to describe what they were wanted for. And they were able to pronounce their names right. So I might not be pronouncing their names accurately. So she was added to the 10 most wanted fugitive list for her alleged leadership of a massive fraud scheme that affected millions of investors. Hmm. I wonder who that sounds like. Do- oh, she goes by Dr. Ruha Ignatova. So she claims that she's a doctor too. What? 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 She's probably not a doctor. Ruha Plemenova Ignatova. And then Ruha P. Ignatova. And then she also went by Crypto Queen. But, oh, wow. Her birthday is May 30th, 1980. Nineteen eighty. Her place of birth was in Bulgaria. Her hair, she had dark brown to black. Um she's got brown eyes. She's obviously I mean they have her listed as a female. She's white. Her languages are English, German, and Bulgarian. And she is um a wanted And they're offering a $250,000 reward for her arrest. They said that she is believed to travel with armed guards and or associates. She may have had plastic surgery or otherwise altered her appearance. That's great. What? Ignatova is wanted for alleged participation in a large-scale fraud scheme, huh? Why does everybody have to be a fraud? That's bad. On the top ten list, they frauds. Anyways. I mean, they're not all wanted for frauds, I'm just saying. (laughs) Like, why do I have to read a lot about frauds lately is what I mean. Why do they all have to be about frauds that I've been reading about lately? <laughs> There's another fraud that I'll be um discussing later on that um I'm doing and in investigating and finding information about. Anyways, beginning in approximately 2014, I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Igna Tova and others are alleged to have defrauded billions of dollars from investors all over the world. It makes me wonder if this is why these Shells companies are created, which are allegedly created um, by her. But she defrauded billions of dollars from investors all over the world. That's what happens. You create shell companies, and you defraud infants. Uh, you defraud billions of dollars from investors. That is why individuals create shell companies so they can fraud investors. Ignatova was the founder of OneCoin, LTD, a Bulgaria-based company that marketed a purported cryptocurrency. In order to execute the scheme, Igna Tova allegedly made false statements and representations to individuals in order to solicit investments in OneCoin. She allegedly instructed victims to transmit investment funds to OneCoin accounts in order to purchase OneCoin packages, causing victims to send wire transfers representing these investments. Throughout the scheme, OneCoin is believed to have defrauded victims out of more than $4 billion. I wonder if her businesses have LLCs that have um, UPS and DHL addresses too, like somebody else does. Ms. Sophia Johansson. Ignatova served as OneCoin's top leader through October 2017. On October 25, 2017, Ignatova traveled from Sofia, Bulgaria, to Athens, Greece, and may have traveled elsewhere after that. She may travel on a German passport to the United Arab Emirates, Bulgaria, Germany, and Russia, Greece, and or Eastern Europe. In October 12, 2017, Ignatova was charged in the United States District Court, Southern District of New York, and federal warrant was issued for her arrest. On February 6, 2018, a superseding indictment was issued charging Ignatova with one count uh, each of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, and securities fraud. And the field office that is handling her investigation is New York. So let's go back. I thought a long time ago, um, there was a Castillo that was added to the FBI Most Wanted list a long time ago. Let me see how old he is. Oh, we got another. Oh, we got a video. We got a video. I like watching these videos. Let's go. Let's go FBI. Let me see. Let me see if I can put the link. Add a video. Add source. Gonna watch a video. I like watching these videos because then they get to pronounce the names right. Oh, this is just the video of when he was last seen. Dang it. So this is a surveillance video of top 10 fugitive Alejandro Castillo. US Customs and Border Protection surveillance video of Alejandro I, I don't know Alejandro Castillo, which he's in the gray shirt they said, gray and black gray shirt and black hat, my bad. I'm trying to watch the video and um, read this. And his accomplice is black and white top shorts crossing the border from Nogales, Arizona into Mexico. On August 16, 2016, just after 9 p.m., Castillo has been added to the FBI's 10 Most Wanted Fugitives list in connection with the murder of a woman in Charlotte, North Carolina, and a reward of up to $100,000 is available for information leading directly to his arrest. We'll watch this video again. Insane how easy they were able to escape. Like, that's disgusting knowing that. Alright, let's go back to this.
2: I just need $5,000 for the airfare. I'll send it back once I get the banks to unfreeze no, my account. That's not
0: what we're listening to. I'm like, that's not what we're listening to. That's an ad. Yeah, I don't know. So he was featured in the news in October 24, 2017. Wow, he's still not captured? Five years on the run. That's crazy. And he is a North Carolina teenager. He wasn't. Yeah, That's Crazy young he's charged with murdering his former girlfriend in two thousand and sixteen and the newest individual to be named to the FBI's ten must wanted fugitive list. Wow. So he was last featured in the news in two thousand and seventeen and it's now two thousand and twenty three. I don't know what it was. I'll vacuum on the floor. Just be on the safe side because I don't know what it was. Yeah, something just fell off my my ceiling and hit me in the forehead. I don't know what it It's kind of creepy. Anyways, um, he's a North Carolina teen that was charged with murdering his former girlfriend in 2016. And the newest individual that was added to that BI list back in 2017, he was um, featured in the news. It says additional loo- news. Let me click on this to see what it is. Maybe we got a video I can show everybody. Oh, no. This is additional news. Okay. So, it says Castillo is believed to have fled to Mexico in August 2016 after allegedly killing Truquan Sandin. I do not even know how to pronounce this name. Oh, my gosh. I wish they would have had a video. on this one I am going to type her name in the chat cuz I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Anyways, that's the that's the person that he um killed. Her body was found in a county just outside of Charlotte on August 17, 2016. The case initially began as three separate missing person reports for Castilla, Lee. Lie, we, oh my gosh, I cannot pronounce these names. And I don't want to butcher them up. I don't want to say them wrong. So that is the name. The three had worked together at a Charlotte restaurant the invest- I did not want to say those names wrong like I totally would have messed up on the names. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I would have not pronounced them out. oh my gosh okay, whatever it was that fell on my forehead was just on my hand. Okay, I found it. Whew! Alright, I got it killed. I hope it didn't bite me. I don't know what it was. It killed it. Oh, my gosh, that's scary. Let me go h- sanitize my hand real quick just in case if it bit me. I literally stepped on it and I swear I thought the thing had like nine lives like a cat and it's gone. Okay. As long as it's not a spider, I'll be all right. The three had worked together at a Charlotte restaurant. The investigation led by the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department uncovered evidence that I think it might be Lily. It might be Lili. That's the way it sounds like. And um, had lent Castillo money. That was insane. Now I'm freaking out. I'm not going to think about it. Text messages between the two showed Castillo wanted to meet in Charlotte on August 9th, 2016 to repay the loan. The victim's vehicle was located in Phoenix, Arizona at a bus station on August 15th, 2016. Castillo and Feaster crossed the border into Mexico. Feaster surrendered to authorities in August. I cannot pronounce this name and I don't want to say it wrong. So I'm just going to type it in chat and everybody can read it. <laughs> Mexico on October 20th, 2016. I think that thing bit my hand. I'm not for sure. She faces several state charges related to the murder, including accessory after the fact. Castillo's last known residence was in Charlotte, North Carolina. He has family ties to Phoenix, Arizona. Castillo was seen on surveillance video crossing the border into Mexico. I remember a long time ago when I was younger, there was another Castillo that was added to the FBI Most Wanted list. And it may reside in San Francisco de los Romo or Pablon, De Tiega in the Mexican state of... Oh, I cannot pronounce that, but it's what I just typed in chat. Mm-hmm. On October 20, 2016, she faces several state charges related to the murder, including accessory after the fact. Castillo's last known residence was in Charlotte, North Carolina. He has family ties to Phoenix, Arizona. Castillo was seen on surveillance, which I just showed the, the video, crossing the border into Mexico. It may reside in San Francisco de los Romo or Pablo. I cannot speak Spanish. <laughs> just going to type that in chat. Anything I cannot pronounce, I'm just going to type it in chat because I cannot speak Spanish. He may also have traveled to the states of Guanajuato. Okay, we're going to put that in chat too. I need to get a uh, a book. uh, Not a book, but a... um, CD to learn how to speak Spanish. So a state arrest warrant was issued in the district court of North Carolina for Mecklenburg County on November 2nd, 2016, charging Castillo with first degree murder. On February 10, 2017, a federal arrest warrant was issued in the United States District Court for the Western District of North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina, charging Castillo with unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. For more than 65 years, it says that the FBI has utilized the public to help find FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives, and many times the tips provided the information that was needed to get the most dangerous fugitives into custody. Well, I really hope that they're able to get these people arrested. Hmm. Okay, let's go back now. So, his last known residence was in Charlotte, North Carolina. He has ties to Phoenix, Arizona. Carolyn was seen crossing into Mexico, as I already said, and may reside in San Francisco de los Romo. And he also may have traveled to the Mexican states of. Guanajuato, um, he may wear his hair short and shaved on the sides. He will be armed and extremely dangerous. And he is wanted for his alleged involvement in the murder of a co-worker in Charlotte. The female's victim vehicle was located at a bus station in Phoenix, Arizona on August 15, 2016. On August 17, 2016, the victim's body was located in a wooded area in Carabas County, North Carolina with a gunshot wound to the head. Okay, we're going to go and click on this one, which is Wilver Villegas Palomino, which I already think I already watched the video on this one. Let me see. We did watch something, but I don't think it was... Oh, wow. The FBI is offering $5 million for this capture. Okay. Uh, not the FBI. My bad. The State Department Narcotics is offering up to $5 million. Okay, everybody. Just to let you know, you guys might want to keep off the lookout for this one. He seems really dangerous. He either goes by Carlos L. Oh, I'm going to put the names down. I'm going to put the names down. I am really bad at Spanish. Let's see. So, the date of birth used is October 21st, 1981. Place of birth. I'm going to put this information down. In chat, because I cannot pronounce it. He's got black hair, brown eyes, approximately five seven five nine. approximately 190 pounds. So, he's a little under 200. He's a male. He's white, Hispanic. It says nationality is Colombian. He speaks Spanish. Well, I can't speak Spanish, unfortunately. The United States Department of State's Narcotics Rewards Progra- Program is offering a reward up to $5 million for information leading to the arrest and or conviction. So they're willing to um, dish out some money for him. Wilbur Villegas Palomino is a ranking member of the National Liberation Army and is wanted for drug trafficking activities for the ELN Northeastern Warfront in Catatumbo region. I'm going to put that in chat too. This is so bad. I am bad, 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 bad at speaking Spanish. Of Colombia and in Venezuela. A federal arrest warrant was issued for Villegas Palomino in the United States District Court, Southern District of Texas, Houston Division, on February 13, 2020. So... That was just a few years ago after he was charged with narco terrorism, international cocaine distribution conspiracy and international cocaine distribution. That is very dangerous. This man is uh, very, very dangerous. Okay, I definitely cannot pronounce this man's name. I hope they got a video of this. Please have a video. They do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I would have. This surveillance video shows new. Let me see. Okay. Add link.
1: Thank goodness. This surveillance video shows newlyweds Badrush Kumar and Palak Patel for the last time as husband and wife. The newlyweds moved from their native country of India to begin their marriage in the United States, eventually settling in Hanover, Maryland where they each took jobs at a donut shop. On April 12, 2015, the couple was working side-by-side on the night shift. Palak was on the phone telling a family member that she wanted to go home to India. The pair's visa had expired. With family still on the line, Palak and Bud Rushkumar walked to a back room where Bud Rushkumar stabbed his wife over and over again. Anne Arundel County Police Detective Kelly Harding.
0: Palak was young, this scene was very brutal, and she died in a horrible way. That's the kind of person that we're dealing with, that he could murder his wife and then the next
1: minute just kind of walk away. Patel walked to his nearby apartment where he changed clothes and grabbed cash and his passport. He then took a taxi to a hotel near Newark Liberty International Airport. FBI Special Agent Jonathan Schaefer. So then uh, he checks into that hotel approximately 3 a.m. and then around 10 a.m. that morning, checks out of the hotel, gets to the hotel shuttle, where the driver says that he drove him to Newark Penn Station. At that point, we lose track of where he goes. Investigators hope adding Badrush Kumar Patel to the FBI's popular 10 most wanted fugitives list will bring in the tip needed to track him down. I'm certain that um, with the public's help that we will finally bring him back. An up to $100,000 reward is available for information leading to Patel's arrest. Patel has ties to Kentucky, New Jersey, Maryland, Georgia, Illinois, and Canada. Report tips to 1-800-CALL-FBI or tips.fbi.gov. Wanted by the FBI, I'm Molly Halpern of the Bureau.
0: Let me delete this link before it starts playing in some weird stuff. Okay, there we go. So I'm going to go back to the website since it had a video. Thank goodness. So he's a he was a 26 year old wanted for the April 2015 murder of his wife in Maryland has been named to the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list. Additional news. Let me see what that additional news says. Okay, so this was posted in the FBI Baltimore back in 2017. A man wanted for murder in Hanover added to the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list. The FBI special agent in charge of the Baltimore field office, Gordon B. Johnson, and Tim Altamere, chief of the Anne-Orundel County Police Department, announced additional... Addition of a suspect warrant for the murder of his young wife in Hanover, Maryland to the FBI's list of 10 most wanted fugitives. He marked the 514th edition to top 10 list. Patel is being sought for the violent murder of his wife, Alec Patel, on April 12, 2015. That's sad. Six years and he's still on the run. They said he should be considered armed and extremely dangerous. He's wanted for murdering his young wife two years ago at a donut shop at 7567 Arundel Mills Boulevard in Hanover, where they both worked the night shift. Investigators believe Patel killed Pellick, who was 21 at the time, in a back room just before midnight on April 12, 2015. Patel allegedly... um had a knife and killed her. Um and he he did stab her multiple times and he fled. After leaving the donut shop, Patel walked across the street to the apartment and he shared the apartment that he shared with his wife, retrieved a few items and some cash and then hailed or basically called a taxi, but it says held a taxi. The cab driver took him to a hotel in New Jersey near New York Liberty International Airport. He checked in about 3 a.m. with no bags, just the clothes on his back. He checked out around 10 a.m. He took a hotel shuttle to New York Penn Station. That's the last time anyone ever seen him. He was born on May 15, 1990. He's got brown hair, brown eyes, 5'9", 165 pounds. Wow, he's born all the way in India. The last employment was um, a donut shop. And the FBI is offering 100000 Alright, let's go back. I definitely cannot pronounce this name. I hope they have. They don't have a video. <laughs> I was like, I hope they have a video. My gosh, no video. So he was featured in the news last year. Wow. I'm going to put his name in chat. I think it's Yulan Adonay Archaga? I don't know. That's his name. He's the alleged leader of the MS-13. What? For all of Honduras? Oh, that's not good. Like, uh, he's the leader of the Honduras. That's... He's been added to the 10 most wanted fugitive. If he's leader of a... um, Oh, that's bad. Of, like, a gang? I think they should, like... Definitely catch him. Mm. Oh, they have additional news. Let me click that. Mm. So the FBI on November 3rd, 2021 in Washington, D.C. The FBI today announced the addition of the alleged leader of MS-13 for all the Honduras to the FBI's list of 10 most wanted fugitives Fugitive Yulan Aldenay Orchaga Kayas. I don't even know if I said that right or if I just totally messed up. He's charged federally in the Southern District of New York with racketeering conspiracy, cocaine cocaine, sorry, importation conspiracy and possession and conspiracy to possess machine guns. Okay, this guy is really dangerous. Archaga Carias allegedly controlled MS-13 criminal activity in Honduras and provided support and resources to the MS-13 enterprise in Central America and the United States with firearms, narcotics, and cash. Archaga Carias is also allegedly responsible for supporting multi-ton loads of cocaine. Okay. Through Honduras to the United States. Okay, so he is selling cocaine in the United States, I'm sure. And for ordering and participating in murders of rival gang members and other associate with MS-13. That's not good. The case is being investigated as part of joint task force of Vulcan. No, that's bad. I really hope this person's catch caught I mean not catch, but I hope he's caught. They're offering a reward of a hundred thousand for him. But he's the leader of the MS-13 in Honduras. That's bad. He may go by Alexander Mendoza, Yulan Andani, Orchaga, Carius Porky. I'm sure he probably doesn't go by those names by now. If everybody's already found out that by the normally they, oh, they're okay. That is good. They said the United States government is actually offering a ward of $5 million for information. That's good. I was like, they're only offering that much knowing that he's that dangerous? Nobody is going to want to come forward with information. They might be too scared to. A lot of people are scared to come forward. So he's being—he was charged federally in the Southern District of New York with racketeering conspiracy, cocaine, Im- cocaine importation conspiracy, and possession and conspiracy to possess ma- those machine guns. Um, let's see. Because of him controlling the MS-13 criminal activity in Honduras and provides support and resources to the MS-13 enterprise in Central America and the United States with firearms, narcotics, and cash. He's also allegedly responsible for suppo- supporting multi-ton loads of cocaine through Honduras to the United States and for ordering and participating in murders in, of rival gang members And other associated with MS-13. This case is being investigated as part of the Joint Task Force Vulcan. If you know any information, submit a tip. Hmm. All right. So we got five left. Please have a video. One, two, three. No, we got four left. No video of this person either. Alexis Flores, which... Let me see which one he is. That person's been captured. Let me see... Um, Alright, so this is who we're talking about now. Is Alexis Flores. I think that thing bit me. I thought I killed it, but I don't know where it's at. I should have... Out in the middle of the woods. They got spiders and stuff. I don't mind living in a wood, you know. Like living in the city or in, you know, like a wooded area. But I just don't like snakes and stuff like that. The only thing that scares me is, like, snakes and spiders. So, Alexis Flores, he's wanted for the unlawful flight to avoid prosecution, kidnapping, and murder. I believe that's what it's... It he goes by Mario Flores, M- Mario Roberto Flores, Mario F. Roberto, Alex Contreras... Alexis Contreras. He'll work as a handyman. And the FBI is offering two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for his re- arrest, a reward for his arrest, for information for his arrest. He is considered armed and extremely dangerous. So, he's alleged involvement in the kidnapping and murder of a five-year-old girl in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That is so sad. This girl was reported missing in late July of 2000 and was later found strangled to death in a nearby apartment in early August of 2000. Alexis Flores is wanted for his alleged involvement in the kidnapping and murder... Of a five-year-old. Just let that sink in. He killed a child. That's sad. I hope he gets picked up. The girl was uh, reported missing in late July of 2000. And was later found strangled to death in a nearby apartment in early August of 2000. Oh, my gosh. That is just sad. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me go back. We're going to go and discuss Omar Alexander, Alexander Cardenas. I think that Cardenas. I don't I hope they have a video. Please have a video. They do. They got a video. Let's watch the video. I like it when they have videos, because I can't pronounce names like seriously, did I Sorry, went to the wrong screen. are going to watch this video together. I like it when they have videos because then I don't have to feel bad for not being able to pronounce their names. Oh, all it is is that's it? That's it? Are you serious? That's it? No. That's all there was. (laughs) Healthcare fraud. Oh, What's going on with the healthcare fraud?
5: American health care involves a lot of money.
0: According to the Center's Okay, well we're gonna watch this link again. Watch this video this is of the person oh that sucks that it's not clear can't rule really, oh that sucks you really cannot see
3: by the late 1990s the internet already
0: okay. Let's go over what Omar is wanted for. Unlawful flight to avoid prosecution for murder. Oh, gosh. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait. We got a video. Another video. Let's watch this. I do. Crap. I'm like, what did I do? I went to another um delete scene. Yes. There we go. Link. I messed up on here. Is this the same video that we watched? or Oh no, this is another video. He's running out of the parking area. Okay. Well, hopefully they ca- capture him. I didn't see his face really, so... So, Omar Cardenas was added to the 10 most wanted fugitives list. Omar Alexander Cardenas, wanted for his alleged involvement in the murder of a man in unlawful flight to avoid prosecution, has been added to the 10 most wanted fugitives list. He was born March 23rd, 1995, in California. He had dark brown hair. Brown eyes height is five six to five seven approximately two hundred forty to three hundred pounds. He's a male, a white hispanic American, and the FBI is offering a reward of two hundred fifty thousand dollars. He said that he might have a beard and he wears prescription glasses. He's wanted for his alleged involvement in the murder of a man that occurred. In August 15, 2019, in a large outdoor shopping center in Silmar, California, immediately next to Los Angeles, it is alleged that he fired several rounds from a semi-automatic handgun at the victim, striking him in the head and causing his death. A local arrest warrant was issued for Cardenas, Cardenas, I think, On April 3rd, 2020, in the Superior Court of Los Angeles County, after he was charged locally with murder, a federal arrest warrant from the United States District Court Central District of California was issued for Cardenas on September 2nd, 2021, after he was charged with unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. That's bad. So, we have already been through all of the top 10 um, FBI Most Wanted. I had um, streamed earlier and I had uh, went over their first one that they had added, which he um, was added recently. So, hopefully you didn't miss my stream from earlier. but they added Donald Eugene Fields the 2nd and if you watched my stream earlier um you can um go on YouTube oh wait i don't know if it's still on my YouTube but he's wanted for the alleged trafficking of at least one child in Missouri has been added to the FBI ten most wanted fugitives list. The FBI is offering of uh two hundred and fifty thousand for information leading to his arrest. So he was born july ninth, nineteen sixty four. He was born in Kentucky, brown hair, hazel eyes, six foot, six foot four, two hundred and nineteen to two thousand uh not two thousand woo, two hundred and thirty five. Um base um, oh he's a white male. He, based on what they said his occupation he's a tree trimmer, former resale shop owner, independently um sold used cars. He has a scar on his chest, has grown his left calf on both legs and both knees. He also has a tribal print tattoo on his right shoulder. The FBI is offering a reward of up to 250,000 for information leading to his arrest. And he committed this crime um, between 2013 and 2017. It is alleged that he did knowingly attempt to recruit, entice, harbor, transport, provide, obtain, maintain, patronize, and solicit a person whom he believed was under the age of 18 years old. And would be caused to engage in a commercial act, which I'm not saying the word. On December 8, 2022, a federal arrest warrant was issued for Donald Eugene Fields in the United States District Court of the Eastern District of Missouri in St. Louis, Missouri, after being charged with trafficking of children, which I'm not saying the word. And he will be considered armed and dangerous, so make sure you're careful. And this last photo to the left is what he is um what he currently looks like because I see the years on the poster as well. Let me see, they got the last photograph was taken in twenty twenty one. So, if you have any tips of anyone in these in this most uh, wanted list, um, make sure you contact the authorities because they are considered armed and dangerous. I do not understand how Ruha Ignatova got away with creating a um, Bitcoin. Well, I think it's one choice. Let me see. I don't know. But she was featured in the news on 2022. So let's listen to this again.
3: It's really a pleasure for me to be here one and a half years after we launched our cryptocurrency, OneCoin. I think today we spoke a lot about the network, the vision for the network, how big we want to be. But as always, I want us to remember what this network one is.: One coin,
0: that's what it's called.: one This coin.
3: network was created to become and to fuel the growth of one coin, which I strongly believe will be the number one cryptocurrency worldwide. And the reason why I believe it is, because I see all of you here. One coin is easy to use. One coin is for everyone, make payments everywhere, everyone, globally. And this is who we are, global citizens of a small world wanting to make a change. So in the last two years, I've been called a lot of things. And probably the best thing that the press called me was One coin who is supposed to be the Bitcoin killer. Yeah, well, Well, we all found out what happened to that. And, um, you all know, since we mined our first call...
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to end this stream and then, um, hold on a second. First, I want to see what's going on with FTX. Um,. With um Sam Bakman Freed, because for what is I think that's what it is. Wait. I want to see. Oh yeah, he's been charged with bribing Chinese. What? He's been charged with China, bribing Chinese officials now. So he was alleged. Dir- he allegedly directed payoff to regain to regain access to more than one billion in frozen cryptocurrency. That's crazy. Prosecutors accuse FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried. Of conspiring to, bri- to bribe Chinese government officials to regain access to more than $1 billion in frozen cryptocurrency in a new indictment that charged him with violating U.S. anti-corruption law. I hope that he goes to jail for a long time. The indictment unsealed... Tuesday is the third Mr. Bankman Freed has faced since the collapse of crypto exchange. That's so horrible. He needs to go to jail for a long time. Alright, let's listen to this. Does it have a voice? Uh, no, it won't. I didn't even hear about this. FTX founder Sam bankman fried hit with four new criminal charges. Okay, let's see if we can watch it now. Well, let me watch it. Oh, let me go back. Dang, this is insane. He was hit Thursday with four new criminal charges, including ones related to commodities fraud and making unlawful political contributions and a superseding indictment filed in New York Federal Court. A source familiar with the new count said the SPF As he is popularly known, could face an additional 40 years in prison if convicted in the case, where he is accused of multiple schemes to defraud. The new charging document lays out in greater detail Bankman-Fried's allegedly fraudulent conduct related to his cryptocurrency exchange FTX and associated hedge fund Alameda I think it is, research, both of which went bust in late 2022. Wait, what is that popping up? The 12-count indictment also provides new details of hundreds of political donations that Bigman Fried allegedly directed in violation of federal campaign finance laws. Bigman Fried is accused of stealing FTX customers' deposits and using billions of dollars of those stolen funds to support FTX and Alameda's operations and investments to fund speculative investment to make charitable contributions and to enrich himself the indictment notes he also tried to purchase influence over cryptocurrency regulation in washington dc by steering tens of millions of dollars in illegal campaign contributions in both democratic and republicans According to the new indictment, which was unsealed in U.S. District Court in Manhattan, before the criminal case, SBF was known as a major donor to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Bankman Freed, who remains free on a $250 million personal recognizance bond after being first charged in late 2022, is pleaded not guilty in the case. The new indictment adds yet more legal pressure on SBF, whose close associates FTX co-founder Gary Wang and ex Almida CEO Caroline Ellison pleaded guilty in December to multiple fraud and other charges. Both Wang and Ellison are cooperating with the U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan against Bakeman Freed. The new indictment accuses him of securities fraud, wire fraud, and multiple conspiracy accounts related to wire fraud on FTX customers, and Alameda's lender's illegal campaign contributions, money laundering, operating an unlicensed money transmiss- transmitting business, and bank fraud. Manhattan U.S. Attorney Damian Williams, in a statement on the new indictment, said, We are hard at work and will remain so until justice is done. The charging document lays out how Bankman Freed allegedly operated in an illegal straw donor scheme as he moved to use customer funds to run a multi-million dollar political influence campaign. Bankman Freed and fellow FTX executives combined to contribute More than 70 million toward the 2022 midterm elections, according to campaign finance watchdog Open Secrets. The indictment claims that Bakeman Freed and his co conspirators made over 300 political contributions, totaling tens of millions of dollars, that were unlawful because they were made in the name of a straw donor or paid off with corporate funds to avoid certain contributions being publicly reported in his name. Now that makes sense. So if you go to look on the website and you type in people's names, some names don't show up. So they're using straw names, straw donor names, fake names to donate. That's terrible. To avoid certain contributions being politi- publicly reported in his name. He conspired to and did have certain political contributions made in the names of two other FTX executives. Wow. I'm going to have to do another live on him. That's going to be a whole nother show. Anyways, I'm going to end my live here now because it's been... I've been live for almost two and a half hours altogether. I hope everybody has a good day. Thank you for watching. Oh, uh, let me go on my live. Anyways Woo Hey Luna, how are you? I'm going to do another podcast episode on FTX um, founder. I haven't stayed up to date with um, his current charges. And I want to go over everything and I'll discuss uh, on another future um, podcast. That is crazy. I had no idea that um he tried to um bribe